The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Wrestling Brain. It is Wednesday night, baby. There's no better place to be than twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. It is the sword and shield taking you into the deep, lovely night. It is your boys, the AE Double Dudes, here for another Wednesday. I am your boy, the Zoobs, your host for the evening and riding shotgun with me, my better half, my tag team partner, the other the other part of the duo, the, the brain genius. The only himself, Twitch channel worth subbing to emo. The man. On the West Coast, it's Josh Custodio, J Zero, Mister Fifty K. How you feeling, baby? Feeling like I got a lot of nicknames, Oobs, and feeling like I'm ready to uh, discuss wrestling tonight. Is uh, wrestling is a discussion worthy episode of AEW Dynamite? I don't, I don't even know what that means, but my notes are uh, extensive. They are, they have takes pulled out. Uh, things I really like on this show, things I really didn't like on this show. I am Scoots no Brodo. Please follow me on Twitter at Scoots Brodo. The man who sees through it all, the man of 100 likes, my better half. <laughs> the Zoobs is here tonight. Zoobs, how are you doing? Throwing it right back. I feel okay. I feel good. I'm, I'm fired up to talk about Dynamite. I am in the nether region. The people pointing out my rug fell down at about 3.30 this <laughs> right. afternoon. Uh, I was down here doing some work on the rug fell. And uh, all my lighting is set to a very low level. So that it can look as good as it possibly can. So now it is boosting the hell out of itself to match how white the wall is. So it's a little, it's a little bit of a peak of what it's actually like in my basement. Um, but I am otherwise feeling great, absolutely great. Yeah, Zoom's coming to us live from Purgatory. <laughs> yeah, very wrestling good. brain, wrestling brain, wrestling good, brain. Let's uh, go, sweeties. Let's go. That's a very good summation of where I am in life right now. This is purgatory. I am I am a father, yet not a father, in a basement that is uh, not unfinished, but not finished. Uh, both both working and without work, life is uh, life is purgatory indeed. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're On Cody about... Rhodes's exit, yeah. somehow the Zoom's life <laughs> yeah. is managing shades of gray. It's unbelievable. I'm taking up the mantle of the untold shades of gray. Uh, that could mean anything. Um, no, Zoom's uh, a level two hype train out the gate tonight. Good gravy. The people also feeling like this is a talk worthy episode. Of AW Dynamite, if I could jump into the chat, throw some thank yous around. Big Matt, subscribing with Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you're currently giving Jeff Bezos about 10 bucks a month. You can give us a piece of that pie instead of putting it directly into his pocket by subscribing with Prime. It's so easy to do. Thank you, Big Mac, for showing the people. It can be done. Eric Hartman, 15 months straight subscribing. Thank you so much, Eric. That's crazy. day one-ish. If you know 15 what I'm months, that's crazy. I didn't even know we've been doing this 15 months. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to make up a make make up a new badge for year and a half subscribers when we get to that. Wow, Double X three hundred seven saying the only Twitch channel we're subscribing to. Well, if goddamn that isn't a goal worth subscribing to, listen, I know so many people have made the 
the Step 2 Twitch, this young person's platform, to listen to two guys who are too old to still be talking about pro wrestling at this point do the damn thing. And I do appreciate it. In the same way I had to be dragged to Discord, I had to be dragged to Twitch. Uh, but I'm so glad that uh, people have done that. So thank you, Double X 307 We're, we're uh, behind that Twitch is almost not a young person's platform, if you know what I mean. It's like an older young yeah. person. It's like an older yes. young person's platform. It hits your ears in a certain way, but you are totally <laughs> right. In practice, uh, it is no longer. You're right. Scoots Brodo subscribing with Prime. Thank you so much to the Scoots man. Follow Scoots Brodo. Non-fat Mike subscribing 14 months straight. Good God. Using his subscription to say what so many people are saying. It was more and more people are saying wrestling brain. Yes, people are saying it again. It's back on the way up. There's no question about that. Zoob, so much to talk about tonight. But before we get into the nitty gritty, the up and down, the bottom to top, a segment of That Doesn't Work For Me, Brother. Three, keep it or kick it. We must do what it is we do best around here, Zoob. So we got to go to the Brainiacs in the chat and ask them, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best, what would you rank tonight's episode of AW Dynamite? It was free in theory. It didn't cost money, but Josh, you know what I always say? It did cost time, and uh, you can get but your re- time. Is it money? You can get your money refunded. You're, you're never going to get the time back that you spent. So in many ways, I never thought of that. That's you know, that's that's a good point. In many ways, more expensive than if you had paid for it. Zooms, if you if you only got paid for these nuggets of wisdom, you'd be a zillionaire by now, brother. There's no getting around that. Uh, Want to dive into the chat? Machine gun off some scores. It is sixes all over the place. Lots of sixes. Looks like the first, uh, I mean, basically seven, eight, nine of the first ten are just I'm six on the dot. Uh, with a six and a half sort of peeking out of 6.8. Maddie Friggin see. He wants to give it a seven, but he's just not doing it. Then a whole bunch more sixes. Uh, Rushdie 6.8 said, is the coward seven. That's exactly right. If you're 6.7 or above, 6.75. Just stand for just, something. Just say that you like the show, man. It's, we're totally Make a stand. It's, it's good. It's good that you, you know what I mean? People, uh, Multiple sevens is a good thing. You look back at the year and you say it was, the show was a seven a bunch of times. That is good. Uh, anyway, six is still sort of all the way through. Chain mullet under the low, low mark there with a four and a half, five and a half from Rusty Sheds and, and Illini Hockey. Five and a half. I feel like you want to be talking to a six as well. Tentative five from Ashton Kutcher. A seven from McVander Huge. Somebody finally breaks the seven seal. Uh, Geese Brecht, five and a half. Will, six. Good friend Jake, five. Five and a half from XX307. Then a couple more sixes. And a four from non-fat. Got a taste. Darren Jones, seven ten, a five, uh, fours, five and a half. So you get it. What would you say there? Six, maybe, maybe, maybe just a share, a shade under six. Uh, I think average. maybe lower than that. Yeah, five and a half. I think because there are a couple fours and four and a halfs near the bottom. Uh, non-fat Mike with a four. Maddie Mack with a four. Um, yeah, but there are two segments alone that keep this right away from the four territory for me. But I do think I know what the, the low getting points a taste. point to on this show are. Uh, so, yeah, I would say lots of people loved it. Lots of people hated it. Not hated it, but relative hated to the, yeah. the run Dynamite spin on a lower ranking episode. Uh, and I think I know why. I think that means the chat thinks it's discussion worthy, which means I think it's time to discuss just quickly if we can zooms love to ask everybody for a follow if you are here right now for the first time we are trying to grow this to 2000 followers would greatly appreciate a follow uh or if you listen to us on the podcast the nasty casties we think you're okay we don't like you as much as the live here but we think you're okay you're no brady you nasty casties but you're pretty good uh we would if love I may it say, you would def- it's oh. almost it's not that we like the nasty casties less right it's that it's more well, fu- it's more fun to be here so people that come to the show right live are more fun implicitly right and i like them more the ones yeah. that are here live anybody that supports our show in any way i like um but it's yeah, the, of course. the most the most fun fans are the ones that come and, and 
mix it up in the chat during the show. Yeah, there's gradients of how thankful I am, you know, and it, it, it peaks with the damn Brainiacs in the chat who are here right now, baby. Give me some brains in the chat if you're here right now, live and in color. Uh, hey, my name is Will saying, I assure you why I'm not fun. Come on, Will. This is the same kind of guy, Will, you know, Will Martinez is going to say, I'm, I'm also not handsome, he'd say, right? Yeah, yeah. And you meet him in person, you're like, all right, well, you're lying about everything, yeah. so. Will, one of the best guys ever. Oh, yeah, I'm no fun. Zoobs, Will's one of the best guys ever, but the worst music ever plays us in to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. As it ever does, can we please change this theme music? Because this show scales up as it exits its more comedic gimmick-laden era. And we, we adult up. We, we junior to junior plus. Let's ditch this shit playing us in every week. Who's with me, Zoobs? <laughs> I, I like that you are going to do this every week until a change is made. You, I, I think. Well, I just want the credit for it. It's going to be one of these things yeah. for five years. They change it for <laughs> disassociated reasons, and I go, "Aha!" You know, that's why I do it. <laughs> Absolutely right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I honestly, I, I will say, I obviously notice it a lot less than you do. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't like offend me in any way. I basically this, it almost doesn't exist in the world. But I'm watching. Would you ever listen to it? Of course not. Well, no. Would I ever listen to it? Obviously, I would. Obviously, it's sorry. You know, would I ever I mean, go to my like, way you to go listen to the FTR it as a song. Theme. No, yeah, 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 literally no chance. Yeah, zero. Uh, I love the call here to open up Dynamite with all ten of these tag teams already in ring. You know, sometimes it's optically you want to give some of the bigger teams an entrance or or what. I, I like this. Let's let's start with everybody in ring because we're opening with a ten tag team battle royale, private party, Reynolds and Silver, Butcher and the Blade, the best friends. Gun Club, Red Dragon, Santana and Ortiz, 2.0, the Young Bucks, and FTR are in the ring for the first spot in this tag team triple threat that's going to be taking place at Revolution. Zoobs, did you enjoy this Battle Royale as much as I did? Uh, I don't know exactly. Is that you saying that you enjoyed it a lot? I was surprised uh, by how good I thought some of the booking was here. Uh, who who they chose to feature while also the center mm. of being the Red Dragon Bucks story, yeah. I thought was, for a company that, like, is kind of chaotic and non-nuanced sometimes, I thought this was actually, like, wow, people really sat down and and planned out this match, and I see what they're doing, and I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was, it's exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I think it does a good job of, as you mentioned there, sort of sitting down and writing, is uh, there were very clear features right it wasn't sort of this you can't describe what happened it's a bunch of eliminations happened like trent and uh, santana got a little run there was an ftr uh buck stare down we got a lot of different things uh that happened here yeah it was a, a blast to see and it's sort of a interesting measure of overness in some ways mm -hmm. uh but this match does ultimately get down to five representatives, one from each of these teams, not a single tag team left in this, who's left standing are Dax, Kyle O'Reilly, Trent, Santana, John Hungry, and Matt Jackson. Zoobs, is the office telling us who they think are the, the Shawn Michaels in this situation? Is this optically, are these the, the five A-sides of these tag teams? Uh, I'm, I'm on a mission now after this week uh, to dash Shawn as the complimentary part of... <laughs> we're gonna say that yeah fuck sean michaels okay. fuck both those guys Janetti and michaels are both fucking nuts pieces of shit that i don't want how about uh, how about the bubba be. and the diva <laughs> yeah. is bubba a thing to aspire to anyway i know what you're trying to say um i will say i i also really enjoyed uh the fact that they went with the five singles 
I, I thought that was a nice way to tell that story is like somebody's going to have to step up for their team and be that guy. And I loved the Trent really getting like a the guy um, pops in this one. Like people were like wanted Trent to the, the Trent and Santana thing went so well that I think they wanted one of those two guys to stick around a little longer than they did. Well, I thought this was what was so effective about the booking. Every time a baby face would get eliminated, the shine would shift. So mm -hmm. you have Santana to start. Then you have Trent. Then you have a moment where Dax Harwood faced off with uh, uh, the Young Bucks, is poised as a babyface and teams up when you're down to the final four with the babyfaces uh, yeah. against the Elite. Interesting thing to watch is an FTR babyface uh, team coming as he pairs up with, um, with John Hungry at the end. And then it's just finally to John Hungry, who is getting enormous reactions at the end of this match. I don't like John Hungry worth a lick, but this crowd, who was dead for portions of this show, was alive for John Hungry. And you saw that spotlight shifting. Guy gets eliminated. Mm -hmm. Okay, babyface getting 2v1, assorted heels. The crowd comes alive again. It's a kind of basic stuff, but I, I don't know. I was I was into every one of the babyfaces that kept popcorning up here. I thought really effective use of everybody in this match. Every single person that was meant to be getting in offense, ultimately leading to the Red Dragon Young Bucks, which is at the center of this whole thing, right? In some ways, this is just to service that feud. Of course. I don't think any of yeah. us did not pick a Red Dragon win tonight and are not picking a Young Bucks win next week. But we still have these moments with all these guys along the way. It's, it's impressive to me. And this yeah. is not a company that's great at that. And I think that's a testament to some of the, the ways that the obvious dynamics work in, in, in this, these situations. And man, people calling it out in the chat. Um, all, people, all of a sudden you're like, man, I'd love to see a FTR, a, a, a Dax Harwood one-on-one -on -one against Kyle O'Reilly. You're like, give me that. But um, man, the, the, Dude, those guys were beating the shit out of each other on the apron. Yeah. I know you were fairly vocal when they first came in, but how would a big addition Red Dragon was going to be to the tag team division. And uh, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm there with you now. As initially sort of maybe being a little bit cooler off, I think they feel as big as these teams, the Bucks, uh, as FTR, which I think we can all sort of would say that are positioned as the S tier of this division, regardless of who's holding the belts. Those are the like guys that are always talking about being the best to ever do it. Um, I think that they do fit in that level. And uh, and this was uh, nice evidence of that. I like the way that they had O'Reilly do it with like outsmarting him, like in, in, in a devious way, but also, you know what I mean? Explainable given their alignments. Um, I thought it was really nice and, and bookended what was generally, as you said, a, a well put together battle royal. I'm really happy to hear you say that. That's cool to see you, you coming along and seeing sort of what, not, I'm not, you know, wasn't like, oh, but, but I, I will say now, I think Red Dragon are my favorite tag team in the company. I think right now you ask who my favorite tag team in AEW is, it's Red Dragon. And they do go on to win this match, I think, as, as you and I predicted last week. And we'll see Young Bucks do it next week. But Supes, I thought the post-match here, besides John Hungry just laying on the apron for all of it, was <laughs> get out, what? Get out? Like, you can see 2.0 crawling away. It's like, that should be you too, John Hungry. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, just he sitting in the... Calls the guy back just to do a random flip. He was, he, he was, it was, you know, he's feeling his oats come up for a little extra bow. Uh, I, who was it in the chat here? And thank you to all the chatters tonight. Very busy in there. Hey to Zang Zone. Hey to good friend Jake. Hey to Pacefall. Hey to Jay. Hey to good friend Jake. Hey to Eric Hardman. Hey to Asha Kutcher, Chatu Lavi. All the Brainiacs in the damn chat. Great to see everybody tonight. Somebody called up how much they enjoyed Bobby Fish here. Uh, I thought Bobby Fish was whatever in the match. Kyle O'Reilly, the focus. But this post match. Where it's uh, oh, hangman's yeah. out, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, to to attack Red Dragon. He says, "Okay, you guys attacked me last week. I'm going to get you one back on here." Here's Hangman Page. I thought Bobby Fish, of all people, 
struck a great balance of like light comedy, but not like ah ha ha yee. Yeah. It was like, you know who he is? That's right. Titles everywhere. Like a great Paul Giamatti corner man. Uh, shouting sort of a little bit like toned down Matt Lee, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. Way toned down. But like listening, thought, the, the key was he was listening, right? He was right. listening to what Adam Page was saying and was reacting to it. I, I agree with you. Um, and never never stepped on his toes, like never talked. To, like when, when Page was talking, was quiet. And, and like I think that's that's the really the, the key to that effect is like um, being a good partner in that way. I, I agree with you. I thought it was a standout part of the of the back end thing. And that and I want to thank you to Sam Fells on Twitter for pointing out uh Adam Page stole the it's story time with with Adam Page, baby, and actually told a story. It's not that hard. You can you can if you're gonna tell a story, you can set it up with absolutely right an actual story. See, I I was dying to get your of course Hangman stealing Adam Cole's signature phrase tonight. Say who's ready for a story time with Adam Page, baby? I was, yeah. I wanted to get the zoom when he said that. What did the zoom say? Uh, I, initially <laughs> initially I was like I will accept. The use of it as a way to point out how lame it is. Yes, that sure. works. That works for me. Um, right. And I don't expect him to do it again. So I was, I was like, yeah, let, let's get some. I'm ready to cowboy up at any at a moment's notice. Also, right. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago that that um, he hasn't been positioned. And again, this week came out sort of without uh, being advertised to be on the show. But I, as you said, a vengeance, a vengeful place to be in, in a uh, place that made sense for him to be. Um, and the crowd was into it. Yeah, I'm ready for him. Young bucks. I'm ready for him to show up and look like the champ, but basically at any time and sort of ready to give him the the you know the, the initial attention that you pay to somebody uh, when you have the respect and the reverence. I saw people on our timeline making a big deal that the young bucks sided with Adam Page over Red Dragon, and I I don't like I I didn't feel like he sided with uh or that they sided with adam page i feel like they hate red dragon right they didn't they, they didn't like, get yeah, in, beat the hell out of this guy yeah like, they didn't not get in the saving way. someone isn't the same as teaming up with the person who's attacking them exactly right and thank you to anfield road our all-time top gifter for gifting out five more we love to see it gift outs to uh job in 89 to uh stone cold et to k pernicious to hip-hop hippo and sever one uh big five bomb from anfield road love to see it Alex, thanks so much, brother. Really appreciate the support, as always. Uh, you, yeah, as you see, number one sport of all time. Alex, not an accident. Not a damn accident. Well, let's jump into the chat here, Zeus. What were people saying about this? People, uh, good friend Jake saying he liked, he liked the story time thing, thought it was great. Ashley Kutcher saying, oh, that is ridiculous. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, all that all that sort of stuff was, was very good to me. Hardboiled Veg saying, mixing the high-caliber technical prowess with the ability to do light comedy is what makes Red Dragon a perfect fit. For this division and company. Yeah, I not only do I totally agree, I do think Kyle O'Reilly embodies that even more than Bobby Fish. Like, I was impressed by Bobby Fish tonight, but Kyle's selling and even on offense sometimes can be like quasi goofball, but in a way right. that I really like and I agree with you fits in uh, perfectly. Great point. Uh, Chain Wallet owner saying Bobby Fish talking about copyright infringement. We would never do that on this show. That's no. We use royalty free. That's right. Rusty says agreeing. Fish was hilarious. Yeah. And Zhang's own also agreeing. Bobby was great yelling at Hangman. So it seems like unanimous Bobby, uh, Bobby Fish standing out here. You know who stood out to me in a bad way, Zoobs? Who's that? Jungle Boy sitting up on the ramp in that leather jacket, <laughs> like watching all these guys like it yeah. was his kingdom. It's like, this guy is so lame, man. We're, we're pretty the... ready to move on from, from the, the Jurassic Express here. Well, and they're going to wait at the damn pay-per-view again, too. It's like, I'm ready for the Jurassic Express era to end roughly as much as I am for the Sammy Guevara era to end. But I think Sammy's losing... And I do not think Jungle Express is losing at the pay-per-view. 
save it save it for the preview pod this guy giving away the giving away the secrets too there. yeah well i didn't tell you you know i didn't show the work <laughs> but house of black will be your next champions even wow. though they took a loss tonight weird mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about this tag battle royale or the the aftermath? I thought it'd be a fun fun kickoff to the show. Well lives up to the opening slot, as you like to point out, dynamite sort of measuring stick. For sure, no, yeah, loved it. Fantastic. Do you think we see a a face FTR at some point? Is that how you read that situation? Are you into that? Uh, yeah, I am into I am into it because they you know they don't have to change a lot about themselves to yeah. they're and they're good enough they're good enough at this and I think um, I think we're going to see the groundswell of support behind our man Daxi sort of the way that he presents himself and the kind of guy that he is I think it's one of those things where like when it, ultimately when it is a good guy behind it all and he just happens to be great at wrestling like sometimes it's not that tough to just be like hey this is a great guy totally true and uh, I've heard that his. Uh interview on renee young's the sessions this week is excellent and i'm uh definitely planning on checking that out this weekend bret hart guy that's me all the good ones are you, you come to notice you come to learn things i'll say this this is we... coming becoming popular opinion i'll say this and i think you're doing a huge part in this i think you're doing a, a huge service to to furthering the conversation about that that sean michaels isn't better than bret hart in anything well, this is the thing. The debate is always who's better, HBK or Brett. Like, oh, Brett's such a bad promo. Brett Hart has better promos than Shawn Michael. <laughs> I know. Could ever I'm so, I don't mean to just. I don't, mean, I don't mean to derail things. I don't want to give you kudos. It's true, I, though. I and think you're. Never, it's like, oh, Brett's such a bad promo. You couldn't have him there. So we're talking about HBK and him. Yeah. You're getting me on. With people, thank you, Zoops. People I, in there, you know, listing off the great HBK promos in their heads. Um, Anyway, uh, HBK hated Mick Foley and then wrestled him and was like, that guy's amazing. It's like, yeah, stupid. Uh, anyway, same <laughs> so as Ric Flair. Both those guys, you idiots. You can't see Mick Foley's a great. Come on. Nothing ever turned me on a guy quicker than uh, reading that excerpt from Flair's book when he's like, Mick Foley's a glorified stuntman. Like you, you, you walk around and do this for the last 20 years. <laughs> and Terry Funk was always back. Anyway, yeah. Different show. Sorry. My phone. Coming soon on a Saturday to you. That one's on me. That one's on me. Sorry, Zooms. My bad. Uh, Daniel or Brian Danielson backstage with Tony Schiavone saying that, and I I love this, Zooms, and I I bet you you do too. He is making this match with Daniel Garcia tonight abundantly clear. He likes Daniel Garcia, Mm -hmm. but he hates that he's anchored by these wieners 2.0. He sees a lot of himself in Daniel Garcia, but he had a great mentor. And William Regal, who could help, I forget his exact word verbiage, or something, could help anchor and point him in the right direction. Um, making this about 2.0 in a way, I knew was going to be fodder for later this on in the great. show, which yeah. absolutely paid off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I kind of want to hone in on the William Regal. Is this just Brian throwing things out? Or William Regal recently released from New York. That's a guy, multifaceted usage in the company. Is it, Could we see him coming in? Yeah, we could. I, I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if it happens in the in the future and it wasn't part of the plan now, it's going to look like part of the plan now. So you may as well just say it anyway, sort of thing. I think. Um, but it, I can right. see it. Ha- I can see it happening. It, it maybe Danielson builds to something else, and they bring him out as sort of like a guy that he needs in his corner, or you know what I mean. He takes over the Cody mantle of having a weird old guy that he's always around. <laughs> That's actually kind of fun. Like it, for like a big match, Brian yeah. says nothing about it, but Will Regal's behind, or I guess Stephen Regal is behind him at the time, or Lord Regal, or whatever he'd be. That'd yeah. be an awesome pay per view moment. Brian comes out, dun 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 dun, dun uh, stands there, the beat hits, and then William Regal struts out. 
people would go banana. Yeah. Love that call a lot, Zeus. Very cool. Um, okay. Mia Culpa. Okay. At the beginning of this MJF promo. Oh boy. I'm, I'm glad we're here. I'm so excited about this. This is this is I'm excited to talk about this, maybe more than anything we've talked about uh in a long time on this show, I gotta say. I understand why, I think. Do you, do you want to lead us off here, Zoops? No, I'd, I'd actually really like you to do it. Okay, sure. Uh, Mia culpa. When MJF started this promo, I didn't love the direction it was starting with. I thought that MJF going out of his way right out the gate to do this sympathetic baby face thing that he went on to do. I was like, oh, it's, it's, cause I, I suppose I was like the crowd where it's like the energy for MJF is shut the fuck up. And everybody thinks this turn's going to come where he's going to go, oh, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you losers who have depression and ADHD and all this. That moment never comes. MJF with what I think is a, uh, a piece of pro wrestling acting, like an actual acting performance, not promoing at the end of this as he brings himself to tears I mean, it's hard to surmise, but he's effectively saying CM Punk made me believe that this ADHD riddled, bullied kid who had to suffer anti-Semitic remarks has was downtrodden. And I saw this guy, CM Punk, he was my hero and he was doing it. And this made me believe I, I entered or I entered football and I got scholarships offered everywhere. But singular focus i wanted to be like the best in the world cm punk i wasn't going to take any of these scholarships i wasn't going to do anything i wanted to be like my hero but then my hero abandoned me he left wrestling he scorned shit all over everything and in short that created me into the monster i am today if cm punk doesn't like me he can only look in the mirror this was just another friday for him meeting a fan but to me, this was this, and he sort of builds to how that was this escape for him, shaken off by his hero, further exposing who the real guy is. Uh, should I just continue walking through it and get your reaction, Zoops? Please, you're doing a great job. Punk comes out, a different CM Punk, a uh, uh, dour demeanor, believing MJF CM Punk, and he comes out and looks Maxwell Jaxwell in the eye, who Max is crying, and he goes, is that real? Like, is this is this real? Max, yeah out the ring wow zoobs what a segment awesome uh truly awesome truly uh an incredible piece of of performance as you said uh pro wrestling acting the the challenge that this represents to do this Ooh. to to say that you're going to do this to go out and do it to go out and execute it to the degree that this was executed uh I cannot say enough about that aspect of it. Um, as you consider said, consider their alignments, like where they start tonight. Too. Consider everything that MJF gets the crowd to do to to, to him every week, whenever he wants to, to right. take this to the place that this gets taken, and not give the release. As you said, uh, I think it's similar. You'll see. You see this sometimes. Uh, maybe this is gonna be a weird comparison in stand-up comedy. Recently, we've sort of gotten this place is people will take things. They'll, they'll, their, the control that stand-up comics have over the room of people, they will use that to create tension and really build it up. And then obviously the comic's job is to, to release that with like the perfectly timed joke. But I sort of got that same feeling here where this is somebody that like has the ability. If he wanted to, he could have snapped his fingers and turned this into a boo at any time. But it was it's more powerful uh, to do this. It, it was incredible. And I love now I love that this is – 
the burden that he is placing on on punk the, the completely different way to attack him it, it it it's so good because it is still a heel origin story ultimately he's he's talking about why he's a heel basically um and why he has the attitude that he does and you know he attacked punk with everything he could possibly do in the previous matchup he attacked him with talking about his ufc career he talked about him running away and being a fake he talked about him um, all these different things, and Punk was able to sort of shrug it all off and laugh at it and be like, yeah, you're a punk, and I think you stink. But, like, addressing it as as just, like, you didn't just run away. Like, you hurt people by doing this, and it's that was selfish, and people were like, you know what I mean? It's like, you let us down. And Actions not, have reactions. Right, not in a way that's like, you let all these fans down. It's like, no, I'm a person that you hurt. By doing this, it's like I am hurt, was hurt by this, and this is why I have to go here. And if 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 your reaction to that is a dog collar match, it's like it's so great because dog collar match, as you as we talked about before, it was like it's such a physical thing. Uh, it really is a perfect marriage, and to me, it makes the stipulation of dog collar match interesting in a way that it wasn't interesting previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really yeah, totally agree with that. I'm really interested to see now because. How they're approaching this psychologically is really different. If they had both committed this and been like, it's going to be a dog collar match and it's going to be gruesome and I'm going to – like it's it's really different psychologically now. So um, I will just sort of close with saying I'm really happy that we didn't get away from this feud. I was – there was a concern that we had on this channel that they would do this feud and they would probably move apart because they got so much out of it. I'm really happy they haven't because they continue to add layers. They continue to add really nuanced depth and uh, this is what's just so cool about wrestling sometimes is like you yeah. don't expect this. And we've had so many things that we didn't expect in so many different ways. And this is such a whole new one. It's it's really fun for me and meaningful for me to watch this as much as we do and get presented with something totally new like this. That is sort of what floors me so much, even talking about it now. I was like, I don't really have anything to compare it to. It's a really, like, completely new take on a wrestling promo. It's what um, Cody wants to be doing. Totally. <laughs> That's so funny. I was talking to my friend Eric. Uh, who was, I think he's here tonight in the chat. Um, he immediately was like, he took up Cody's mantle of like the shades of gray, like meandering crying promo. Um, but taken to like done to perfection I in mean, a way yeah. that we've never seen. Uh, so I was absolutely thrilled. Good friend Jake asking, it was really good, but what do you think? Is this part part of a turn or something? Not how I read it. Um, not to give away again, the preview uh, podcast or whatever we end up doing for Revolution. But I think this is going to play into the finish at the pay-per-view match. I think this is going to cost paper or punk the match. And I think it will ultimately play as MJF as mind games at the dynamite after right. a revolution. I think punk will not be able to be as vicious as he needs to be to put the finishing blow on this fan who he feels like he's already done a bunch of hurt to. I think he'll be in position for the GTS, maybe put him down or like release the Anaconda device. If MJF is getting choked out, I expect a moment like that. And then MJF to capitalize with the, Another ultimate fuck you having beat CM Punk three times in four months. <laughs> yeah, I expect him to come out of this more hated for sure in oh, the in the long yes. run. This is the the it, it'll only ser- it only serves him to point out like I can get you guys whenever I fucking want to. You you can all be, you're all going to become the biggest MJF fans the day that I decide to do that. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. I think he is still going to. It, it, like, it could be a double turn. It's one of those things. You, you could maybe we're going to have a, a double turn, and I. I expect them to execute that well too, but I am sort of thinking that, you know, maybe that's 
too much work. Maybe that's more work than it needs to be. And it, it's even more effective, as you said, Josh, to have that moment, um, to have then the two growing stems of MJF is even more annoying and even more like I have complete control over this entire company. And Punk has to start reckoning with like a different side of himself now that he's back. And MJF has like pulled that out of him. A turn makes sense on the Punk side, but don't we all think MJF is next for Hangman? Yeah, I don't think I don't think a double turn is coming. No, I, I, would, I don't it, think yeah. I don't think you turn MJF before his challenge for the title. Like yeah. I, I I don't know what the yeah I I don't see that happening. A turn a punk turn makes sense, but I I don't see I don't know what the value of like top of card babyface MJF yeah. is. Right and we now. still haven't turned Wardlow, as the chat is pointing out. Oh right, yeah. Jay points out, of course, Wardlow is yet to turn too. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't see that coming. But yeah, I did see a lot of that on the timeline. Oh, double turn, double turn. I not how I read it. Overcooking it. Sometimes you're just overcooking it. They touch. Um, yeah, really thought uh, the segment was excellent. Matt Tomic up above saying, Punk saying, is that real? Really made this segment. Totally agree. The delivery of uh, world-class pro wrestler CM Punk uh, making a mountain out of a molehill here. I suppose that's normally a bad term, but taking an inch and making it a mile. Uh, one line to deliver to anchor this feud. Zoops, can I say one more thing about this? Of course. It's been such a long time critique of the New York uh wwe network that there isn't a, a feuds button where you can hit this button and it shows you every promo and match in order for for whatever feud it is you know triple h and cactus what have you aw needs to launch their streaming service with this feuds category and the first one they release has to be mjf for cm punk this is going to go down as an all-time great feud there's no getting around it this is an all-time great feud yeah it's Awesome. Deliver they can't even I can't even count how many times we've uh come into this show and, and and it has been a highlight of the of the episode of strong episodes. Most appearances? Yeah. Like maybe that's a stretch, but more often than not, unbelievable by these guys. And like everybody's pointing out, you included Zoobs. I think the uniqueness is uh part of what lingers for us. These guys how many segments have these guys had on TV together at this point? Eight, nine? Oh yeah, I would guess more. I was yeah, you're probably right. Eight or nine, three months. Has has one been bad? Well, there was one that felt like a little slower, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Bad, outright Zoom's. bad. No. That will lead us to our first keep it or kick it of the evening. Of course, keep it or kick it. The segment of the show where I throw these zoobs and you, the Brainiacs in the chat, a prompt from the world of wrestling. Usually associated with something we just talked about. And you must go over to your emotes bar. If you are a subscriber, you will see a kick emote and a keep emote. You're going to say if you want to keep this prompt, which means you like it, you love it, and you want some more of it. Or you kick this prompt, which means you hate it, you despise it, and Zoobs, like you damn never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you understand the rules of keep it or kick it? I got gotcha. you. Zoobs, I think we all are enjoying MJF and CM Punk's journey to revolution. They're 1-0 and right now in favor of MJF. MJF could go up 2-0 at revolution, or could be 1-1 and with Punk. But no matter which way you're going with this feud... I want to know, keep it or kick it, this statement. After their match at Revolution, CM Punk and MJF will finally go separate ways. That's a keep. That's, I think this is dog collar match. There's not, there's not really anywhere for them to go. I think this is, I think this is like a, a moment. And then uh, we see, it, we see a, a separation. I think we see that. I think we see that happen. Eric, Pacefall, Cadenza, good friend Jake, 
no clue what this is. Dennis Dirty Work. Hey, my name is Will. Trill McGinnis, Anfield Road, Zang Zone, Steak of Buns. See, Suppa Kev Sell in America is so bad. Chain Wallet Owner and Hard Boiled Veg all keeping it. Maddie Mack with a kick. McVander Huge with a kick. This egg. Punk saves MJF from Wardlow. Interesting. Curious. That's comeuppance, though. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I think a keep, yeah. I keep think, for I you, think, yeah. Sorry, I think you so. said. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I keep it as well, but it's a hard one. Um, if if there was, I I mean, just helicopter viewing it, if there was ever a feud that was a trilogy, like this feels like a very natural trilogy. Um, but can that come down the road yet? Once MJF has the title, I still ultimately think that's most likely. Yeah. And that's how we get to the ultimate punk title reign. Right. And then he reigns for 10 years. And then Okada <laughs> comes. And it's 10 years. So the next 20 years after MJF for punk and Okada. That's fair. It's only fair. At this point, it is only fair. <laughs> Just a reminder to throw a follow if you're here for the first time. And subscribe. Hell, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. We would love if you'd text somebody. Let them know right now. Jay Zero and the Zoobs are uh, putting their wrestling brands to work. They're breaking down AEW Dynamite. I'm hearing more and more from people who don't even watch Dynamite. They just use us as a recap show. So maybe that, maybe you know that person. It's pretty Say, cool. Hey, you're a little out on Dynamite right now. Zoom does some good takes. Zoom never shuts the fuck out. Together, maybe it's something you want to check out. We very much appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Steak of Buns. That played throughout your entire promo there. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, ta-da! It's worth it. If I if I had... ignore everything I said, there was... <laughs> listen. That's I don't mind that as a trade off. If, if every time you want you try to promote something or like get a follow, if that's when somebody plays bits, that that works for me. Yeah. If you want to ignore the commercials, that's pennies in the pocket bits, for us. Yeah, I feel like if you pay for the Patreon while there's no commercials, that's the version. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Just want to hear the Okada yell? You go right ahead. <laughs> we have we have Nick Gage saying both our names on there, but I don't think anybody's ever played it. Do we really? Yeah. And let me tell you something, Josh. Yeah. And let me tell you something, Zeebs. <laughs> Is that it? That's a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, I want to hear it. I'll play it. I'll play it later. We gotta... Okay. Okay. We might need to play something else later after the keep it or kick it on our timeline today. Let me tell you. <laughs> Zoobs, we finally make good on the promise of earlier as 2.0 and Daniel Garcia are backstage. It's Zoobs. Matt Lee is not happy with Brian Danielson <laughs> implying that they are bad for Daniel Garcia. This guy is, Ugh. he leaps off the screen. Uh, as, I don't know how I can be consistent in hating John Hungry and loving <laughs> Matt Lee, but I'm going to use them to illuminate the difference. Matt Lee just rules. He's screaming, Brian Danielson wants a taste. You are we bad for? You're bad. You got no good ideas. I mean, this guy is lightning in a bottle. I love, I just love seeing him. Daniel Garcia does close it with a bit more seriousness. Like, I don't like my, uh, effectively saying that like, he doesn't like his methods being questioned. Like, who are you? Um, but with the, <laughs> the vision of uh, Coach Matley and Jeff Parker behind him, I just thought this was, um, yeah, I thought this was a blast. Matley. Unanimous. How can you take your eyes off him? Like, <laughs> like watching this promo. How can you take your eyes off him? Jeff Parker could be anybody. <laughs> it doesn't. But that's good, right? Like, you couldn't have two Matt Lees in a tag team. No, it, it wouldn't work as well. Um, 
I love these guys. Dude. Oh my god. Uh working in you want a taste? You have to love it. Um listen, I love these guys. What what can we say? The round, you want a taste? This this whole show, very rapidly. The, the this is the thing, right? I think sometimes Sometimes like I'll seem cold on somebody, right, Josh? You'll, you'll somebody right. will, you'll, you'll give me like, hey, what do you think of this guy? And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know, not really paying attention. Uh, loser, I think, is what you usually sure, say. sure. But the flip side of that, of course, for me is once I'm in, give it, give it all to me, give it all to. The me. people know who are Zoob's guys. Absolutely right. Who okay? These, okay. these three guys no. are special. That's it's special when they're on the screen. That's all I can say. I agree. Who, thing, like a real Zoob, Daniel Garcia is a big time Zoob's guy. Dax yeah. Harwood. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I was I was pretty I was pretty huge on the Hangman train um, in the in right. the in the build last year. That was sort of my. The, is the Mox who we have the most shit, or maybe Eddie Kingston's who we have the most? Yeah, shared. Mox and Eddie is probably our, our shared passion. I can't yeah, wait to talk about think... Eddie later tonight. Holy! First, we have to get to what I thought was a real low point on the show. Unfortunately, Zoob's we get a full House of Black entrance which I thought looked very cool, and the crowd was very responsive to. And they were out here taking on Pac, who comes out first, and then followed up by the new debuting Pentagon Esquerdo. Pentagon Dark is back, crawling out from behind a grave. Uh, some great puns in our mentions about uh, Alex Abrahante, I thought was pretty good. Moment um, of love for Alex Abrahantes for being like, we're doing this, I'm in, let's go. I love that. I that's that's what you need in a in a creative partner. I would do that for you if you're like, I got to say next week in the show we're zombies. I'm like then we're zombies, man. We're doing it with our whole chest. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if we're zombies, you then are we're zombies. this in the trenches with you. <laughs> Absolutely, this guy's like, we're evil now. I'm here next week. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right. Cape on. Um, I loved this entrance. Uh, I love the way these guys paired off. Um, sometimes you similar looking wrestlers it isn't always the best like i wonder about ftr and red dragon it's like optically what are those guys you kind of like a contrast or at least at the high end like punk cena cactus and triple h like that those opposing put a nick right. gage and cardona like that's sort of what you're looking for and these guys don't have that um rock and sock connection if you will wow <laughs> the zooms, when's the zooms ever gonna get it wrong when's he gonna get it wrong we all keep uh... waiting Boy, slip I, on the banana peel one day. I'm with you. This was a low point in the show. And what should have been – you when you look on paper, you're like easily delivers. Could we get the lights to go off more? <laughs> what, are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, Shout out to JR uh, noticing what we said going, Alex is taking his role very, very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> JR and I were on the same – we have like a couple times tonight. He also was like lights on, lights off, lights on. I was like, all right. We can tell you don't like this, JR. <laughs> you chill a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Bad, uh, bad chemistry. It felt just kind of like a slower match than you're used to for most of these participants, I thought. And a little mistimed at points. Um, I thought the match was decent. But Pac and Pentagon pick up the win. Weird choice, I thought. Um, I thought House of Black was a very push tag team. But that's okay. They get their heat back by beating up Pac and Pentagon after the bell. But they're interrupted from beating up their opponents by Buddy Matthews, uh, who stops the beatdown and teases that he's going to join them, but then, or join Pac and Menta, but then presumably joins House of Black after a stare down and continues on this beatdown. Lots of, I thought it was all very kind of just, I thought from 
ending of the match to this was just a very kind of clumsy segment. Uh, and thank you for the follow. Remember wife's birthday. <laughs> 10 23 93 <laughs> happy birthday to your wife in october <laughs> Who loves this one? that's the best username we have ever had on this channel wow. <laughs> 10 23 93 <laughs> okay a fellow, a fellow uh, libra i think like my uh name. that is beautiful um so to go back from the beginning uh, <laughs> yeah you're welcome of your of this match here i think the I feel like for me watching it, it was like I get that they're sort of going with um, the how the king, the kings of the house of black or whatever it is, the kings of the black throne uh, affected these two guys and they are changed now with that interaction. But I think maybe the issue for me is like they're a little too close in like as you said, they're not they're not really a difference between them. So I think the the changes. Uh, maybe stylistically, it was a little bit too much of the same thing. Four guys sort of murky. doing, yeah. yeah. And then I gotta say, um, Buddy Matthews. Uh, I know we're not in the business of renaming people, but you can't be in a you can't be in a death cult with guys like, like Malachi and Brody King, and your name is Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have to do. No, we're gonna have to do God. an initiation or like a ceremony, whereas because he's just a, now he's just a little buff, he's a little buff dude, he's a little little buff boy running around doing kicks, and you're like, I don't know, man, I don't know, I don't know about this, I don't know about this, and I like all these guys, I like basically everybody involved, all five guys involved in this, I like them. King, Black, Matthews, <laughs> Buddy Matthews. <laughs> No good, Zoobs. Uh, wait, before tonight, Zoobs, where are you on uh, uh, on Buddy? I, I know a lot of people really do think highly of this guy. Uh, certainly, I'm not one of them, but uh, wh where were you on this fella? Uh, that was the uh, when Kenny Omega won't come to the Cruiserweight Classic. So you... <laughs> Our compliments, Kenny. Sobe's store brand, Kenny Omega, is sort of where I have, oh. where I have him. Which is like, listen, oh, that, you know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you you get a your you get a the Sobe store brand diet soda, and you're like, ah, eh, I mean, it's soda. Uh, that's sort of where I have him graded out. Okay, people aren't gonna like this one, but I'd rather have Matt Seidel on TV. Tough. Okay, that's that's tough. But the best kept secret is <laughs> Omega Three. <laughs> people like him. People like him a lot. We, we, I, I know. I know. Listen, I am unpopular for this one. I know people enjoy. Uh, Buddy Matthews, the crowd was happy to see him tonight. You can't get uh, like a buddy, buddy. They, they love to chant uh, for their dog, presumably. Buddy is there. And uh, I, yeah, the crowd liked them. I think people here like them. He, he got a holy shit chant. Good for him. More than I've ever Yeah, done. me too. I was like, a buddy. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Listen, you know, being compared to Great Value Kenny Omega, there's, there's worse compliments you can get. I think I'd rather have him than than Matt Seidel, personally. Anfield Road correctly pointing out, that's because I respect Dragon Gate. You're damn right. Open the <laughs> gate. That's what I say. <laughs> Open the dream gate to Dragon Gate. Buddy is shredded, too. Yeah, he's definitely in good shape. He's a little buff boy. Absolutely correct. Oh, boy. Yes. He's, he's a, yeah, see? He wants to hate him. We call him a little buff boy. He's a little buff boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, not not he's saying not... it. Oh, he's a little buff boy. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, you don't like him either. He's a, a little strong guy. You know what? What really shocked me when people were like, "Oh my god, that Okada match was so good." 
I mean, maybe people want to say that. I saw a couple tweets. Like, I went, I saw enough tweets on the timeline to be like, okay, I'll go seek that out. And then I'm watching it. And I'm like, this exactly, I just told you what this match was going to be. With Okada. Tonight, tonight we're showing the true colors that we're not afraid to, we're not afraid, we're not afraid to do it. Yeah, we love Okada. I'm afraid, I'm not afraid to say yeah. it. We get a Brit and Rosa package. Uh, Britt Baker taking the weirdest angle I can imagine here to insult Thunder Rosa, saying, Thunder Rosa comes out in the curtain. She's just a song. Just that, I, I don't know what Thunder Rosa's song is. That, that, that incredibly popular Thunder Rosa song that we're always talking about. Brit, you literally go DMD. Like, if you're going to lean on the, oh, it's not the person who's over, it's the chant and song who's over. Oh, Pick someone with a chant or song that anybody knows. Like, oh, Thunder Rosa, she's just that song. Like, you, who could you say that about an AW? For, you could say uh, Chris Jericho, Jericho would yeah. do this. Just um, because she has the most popular song in the world right now doesn't mean <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What song? Thunder Rosa. <laughs> then I thought I was thinking about this. Then I thought, Josh, remember Wednesday night tweet the other week? Remember Wednesday night tweet we did? It yeah. Oh yeah, ago? I remember. Yeah, yeah. And you gave me the check out me singing on Patreon. Yes, of course. So maybe oh. maybe we're wrong. And if we went to the Patreon again, we signed <laughs> up. If we got if we got somebody in the chat to sign up and we all shared a login. You're saying there might be a hit song. Maybe there's the maybe there's music on there. <laughs> and that was the song Britt was referencing. Could have been. We didn't listen to it. We don't. We didn't have the Patreon. Well, no, because you said it goes Thunder Rosa, which I, I assume is the Asian yeah. Well, Britt's like, not. Again, Britt's, I could not tell you. Britt's not a very good singer. Um, uh, happy birthday to Cadenza. I think someone's their just... birthday, and he's just a little strong guy. They say <clears throat> somebody happy should uh, somebody should get a sub to the Thunder Rosa. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, eighty bucks to see her. What was it? Practice singing. <laughs> Do you remember the song? Practice singing. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to listen to someone practicing it. What about me pay you? That's her thing. That's the angle that Brett's going with. She's like, well, it's just. If I'm you sick of all this talk about Thunder Rosa and her music. <laughs> what is Can we go an episode without talking about Thunder Rosa's music, please? <laughs> I don't. I, I. It's just so weird. And if she wasn't DMD, I. You know whatever. But it's like your way. You could be so much more accused of this than her. It's not close. Hilarious. Truly hilarious. Zooms. Let's get to it. Security is in the ring because Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston are out, about to be out there. And Eddie Kingston is the guy you can tough. Tough. <laughs> what am I trying to say here? Trust. Uh, without the security. Here he comes, the influencers out to meet him. And Zoobs, what preceded, I have to imagine, was something that you greatly enjoyed. Am I right? Yes, absolutely right. Jericho absolutely follows right. him to the ring. Are we done feeding the ego with this song? Shouts <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Uh, Eddie, this is, a, I think, a you thing, Zoobs, but you're so right. No one just, like, makes it real quicker than Eddie. We're, sure. we're just talking. It's like Jericho seems phony at the beginning, seems phony in this. Maybe this is part of what they talked about. And I'm sure it was as he's Eddie's bringing up accusations of sports entertainment versus wrestling, which for me, I think is a little tired. I think Eddie's a little better than that. We're not, we, you know, we don't sports entertain here, but it played into the meta of this promo in a way that worked. I'm just saying in general, I don't love it. Um, I love Eddie Kingston here. He wants to see the old Jericho. He wants to see the, and he lists off a bunch of Jericho uh, uh, accolades. And then Chris Jericho fires back. And I thought this was the best Chris Jericho we've seen in some time. People elevate their game 
when Eddie brings it to him. Uh, or maybe he prepared more because he knew he was going to be out there with Eddie. And I have to say, I thought one of Jericho's lines tonight was a nuke. When Which he one? said, I follow the Indies pretty closely, and I heard your name, and I thought you were Eddie Edwards. <laughs> uh, again, me and Culpa. <laughs> I've done that once. When they're both in TNA, <laughs> there was definitely a moment where there was like, Eddie Kingston's cutting dope promos. And I was like, hey, Edward, there's nothing dope about Eddie Edwards. Like, that that has happened to me. <laughs> a blind to Eddie Kingston fool that I was. Um, he really came alive in the back quarter of this in a way that I thought was just outstanding. And much like Eddie and Punk, all you got to do with Eddie Kingston is give him a little FaceTime with his opponent, and I'm in. I'm in on this feud, man. I am fired up to see these guys link up. Yeah, it was sort of funny. I was having the I was having the dueling thoughts during this of like Chris Jericho is somebody that people will often cite as one of the best on the to ever do it uh, as a promo, and Eddie Kingston is way better than him. <laughs> like Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho does not want the like let's go as hard as we possibly can at this smoke with Eddie Kingston. He would lose that battle each. And every single time. But I do want to give credit, as you did. Uh, Jericho came alive in 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 back half of this promo. And as well, I would say, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit like, of, like, sort of intentionally doofusing it up a little bit to to gas Eddie. Yeah. Uh, like, intentionally being a, a little weaker to make Eddie look a little stronger. Um, I think that is in service. And I think it is going to come out of this. Man, does the crowd ever want Eddie content? When he comes out, people want the – they are like us. They are like, we need to – a reason to fucking beat cheering for Eddie loudly often. Give it to us now. Uh, Matty Max saying Jericho kept saying you can't win the big one. So Eddie gets this win. First of all, credit to Jericho making this about that. You can't get the big win. You're afraid of success. These mental health things that are coming up through this show. Very interesting to me. You know, you, this fear of success is something that Punk called out. Not that it was those exact words, but I think a similar phenomenon he was describing in Eddie Kingston. Love that continuance. Um, but I, all I think, I, I expect Jericho to beat Eddie Kingston at the pay-per-view. But it doesn't matter. It, like, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston lost to Mox. He lost to Punk. Do any of us like him less? He is Mick Foley. He is The Rock. The, these guys who, with... 10% wins to 90% losses who can talk you into believing every time Jericho's doing him a favor saying you can't get the big one and prove this story. When Eddie Kingston gets the big one, it's going to feel seismic. And maybe it is this one, but I don't think him making this feud about that is any guarantee of that. Mm. Great to fire see, between the boys. Great to see Eddie Kingston talking to anyone about anything. I couldn't possibly agree more with that every single time. As Revolution starts to take shape, Zoobs, I think there's a lot of stuff on the card we like a bunch, and of course, you'll stay tuned to this channel. We will have previews and content, all that weekend. We're next weekend already, Zoobs, if you can believe it. Unbelievable. Crazy. Uh, how quickly Revolution has crept up on us here. We'll have some announcements about the channel that weekend as well, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, lots to stay tuned about uh, for, for next weekend. So come back for that. But as it starts to take shape, where does Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho sort of fall in for you? Is it one of the matches you're most excited about? Is it a shade under that? Because I, I was very talking to the building on this one tonight. I mean, I, I think there's some there's some compelling stuff on the card. So I, I'm, I'm giving myself the allowance of like pretty quickly getting talked into it, though. I think um, mm. Jericho is a guy that Eddie can work well with stylistically. And, and there is enough buy-in 
50-50. I think you just talked about you expect Jericho to win. It's not a huge stretch for me to see it go either way, and and both sort of paths have clear definitions of places they can go for both guys. Uh, you don't expect 35-minute, like, tear the roof down, super long, uh, epic, but I think I think both guys know what they're doing, and I think this could be used again. People are looking for a reason to get way behind Eddie and, and to have these huge Eddie moments, and I think giving him Jericho at a pay-per-view uh, is a step in that direction that I think people really want to be going. People act like kayfabe's dead, but like it isn't. And the great wrestlers do it. The CM Punk to line, the CM Punk line tonight was a great example of it. Eddie Kingston tonight, when uh, and again, you know they talk about this backstage, but they're giving you these moments where you can escape from it. When Eddie Kingston puts down the mic, you know Jericho's talking about the Players Tribune article, which is great, and all these things. And then he goes, and I know all about your family. And Eddie's like, careful, careful. And Jericho just says, like, your uncle. And Eddie's body language changes. And the crowd feels it. And whoa, he, he, oh, your uncle. Whoa. And Eddie marches, yeah, careful, careful. Won't go, won't actually connect with him. He gets, gets to the dad. Like, these, like, body language changes, two steps forward for giant crowd reactions is what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Totally. We get a promo from the uh, AHFO. Um, listen, man, they, I don't know. Somehow we arrive at Matt Hardy, Andrade, and Isaiah Cassidy are going to be taking on Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara at the pay-per-view. Andrade, the brokest rich guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this guy doesn't have a table. He doesn't have chairs. He doesn't have a dressing room. He doesn't have a locker this guy is just skulking around the building what in the world what in the I world don't know how we got here what how what's going why is it hardy andrade and isaiah against sting darby and Miami? i gotta tell you when this when and this is a mia culpa what do you mia culpa is that you had the mia culpa earlier yeah. when when this when this is what i just stopped paying attention when, when this shows up <laughs> okay so here's how i best understand it andrade has issue his issue with darby which sort of extends to Sting, because those two are connected. Sammy just beat Isaiah on Rampage, so I guess they're st still mad. And then Matt Hardy is in charge of this? Matt Hardy is... Listen, Matt Hardy is slowly distancing himself so he can have Jeff, obviously, right? That's, Thank God. Obviously, right? Um, Matty Mac pointing out yeah, this is about they are Sting literally called ostensibly the Hardy... This is about Sting and Darby, ostensibly. It's like the long, the long view. Of this is it's about, but like, boy, oh boy, hanging out in a stairway, booking tag team battle royal matches. That's no way to live. Matty Mac, correct to point out, they don't even have an office, and it's in their damn name. Brutal. <laughs> They're literally the Hardy and Andrade family office. It's a stairwell. Very good. Yeah, some office. Mark Quinn in the background of any promo is the worst. It will distract you from now on if you start watching him, says Jay. Uh, that is something that uh, I will keep an eye out for now to have ruined for me. I'm going to, I mean, yeah. He hasn't been noticeable enough for me to remember anything that's ever happened between anybody in this stable when they talk to each other. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know that feud thing I was talking about when they launched yeah. the streaming service? Do not say this could go last. This is with uh, Awesome Kong uh, at the beginning of AEW at Red Velvet. Now that's that <laughs> bottom tier feud. Zooms, if I could take the opportunity here, speaking of Jay making a good point in the chat, I actually interviewed him behind the Patreon wall this week uh, for ECW month. Of course, uh, retro Mark reviews. Quinn? 
Well, not Mark Kima. I would never interview Mark Quinn. Not interested. Uh, Jay. Oh, uh, cool. Was live at ECW in 1999. Oh, wow. So I interviewed him for about 45 minutes talking about that experience. That's course, awesome. Five, five dollars gets you all of ECW month so far. Two retro reviews and uh, which one? Hardcore Heaven posts on Monday and then November to remember the Monday after that. But cool. already is up. Barely Legal 97, Wrestlepalooza 97, and this interview with Jay. $5 also gets you everything else I've put up there recently. And into the Discord, come chat with the hunks. A bunch of them in the chat right now. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. If there's anybody who doesn't think it's worth the five bucks, I will hear them out. I would hear that out. But I don't think I don't think they will. Yeah, what are you going to get? A foot-long sub instead? You're full for 40 minutes max? This, yeah. is, this is hours of entertainment throughout the course this of the is, month. See, but you said it perfect. And then, you know, sandwiches, you can make a better one at home anyway. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Scoots Brota saying, we're fun in the Discord. And donate to Jay's Plunge. Yes, of course, Jay working with the Special Olympics to talk about that on the show as well. Uh, first promo of it right now. Fantastic. We'll retweet that from the Wrestling Brain account over this week, too. Definitely give that a look. Zoobs, 10 is out. That's a wrestler. Uh, taking on Ricky Starks. For a chance in the the face of the revolution ladder match, I actually thought Ten was going to win here and sort of continue this all Hoss version of the the ladder match. But Ricky Starks picks up the win, and what I thought was a a pretty decent Ricky Starks performance. I think sometimes we're a little left, we're left f- not flat, but a little underwhelmed by him. But maybe here with an opponent that I don't expect that match that much out of, I was like, oh okay, we're we're doing something here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you didn't care about this one. No, I didn't care about this one. You yeah. got you got me you got me dead to rights here, man. Yeah, you saw ten and you were like, oh. <laughs> "Well, okay." You want to know the honest to goodness truth? This is yeah. about the part, and sometimes you you are unrealistic about things, and uh, you you sort of catch yourself later on, be, be like, "Oh, I was I see what happened to me there." Around the half hour mark, nine thirty ish, I was like, "Okay, let's get the main event going." And then I, right. you're, you're like, you're like, okay, well, they're, obviously they're not going to give Daniel Garcia 25 minutes, right? It, like the reality of like, that's not going to happen hits me, but like throughout this entire match and throughout most of Jade and Bunny, which was pretty, which was pretty good. I was yeah. like, I was like, let's get Daniel Garcia in the ring. What are we doing? I was like, it's like, it's like that nine, makes a lot of sense for you. I was like, it's 940. Why isn't he in the ring? What are we doing? <laughs> like, it's like they got your favorite food coming and they're like, hey, do you want some nachos first? You're like, of course I want nachos wait. first. What are you talking about? What if you're too full for the real deal? Well, your favorite food's coming. You're bringing nachos after these nachos? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the favorite food's on the other side of the nachos. Yeah, so I'm getting nachos twice is what you're saying. <laughs> Wait, what, what is your very favorite food? Today? Nachos. Oh, my God. Come on. I love nachos. That's nachos. I that love your nachos. very favorite food? I think so. With what toppings? I don't want to get into this right now. Cheese. Uh, I like olives. I like, uh, I like Green a little or sour black? cream. Uh, black, um, okay, okay. jalapeno, uh, onion, ground beef. Yeah, I'm with this. Beans. Give it a little. Yeah, okay. All right. I like that. Thanks, Zoobs. Uh, well, I had to fill the time with something because we can't talk about Ted and Starks. So yeah, no kidding. You can't want to talk about the match before Nacho. My bad. You got to sell for me on one. You are right about Starks, though. I think, I think we are hard on him sometimes because... 
there is an expectation on him. Like we really want to see the development every week. You sort of want it to be a linear thing where like every time you see him, he is better and better and better. And I think I think over the grand scheme zoomed out, he probably has been better than where he was when we picked him up and we were very high on him when we first picked up. So acknowledging that is important and he's had some great moments. I don't love the guy his size doing a spear as a finisher also. I hard, agree it's hard that. to be like it's hard to be like Stark spearing a guy like way bigger than him finishes a match when he, you know what I mean it, it, it's it, that one's tough for me. Can I tell you what I think happens? Oops. Let's hear. It. I think he's the same, but I think Powerhouse and Hook have happened. Right, and I think when he is always flanked by Powerhouse, who I outright prefer Powerhouse Hobbs to Ricky Stark. Of course, point. when it when when it was Powerhouse and Keith Lee backstage, you're like, yeah, get Ricky Starks out of the way. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like... uh, and I think I think these guys have come along in a way. Maybe Ricky Starks was a more finished product at the start of this. Yeah, great, um, great but call. as you know, we're we're years away from the start of AEW. This, point. I think sometimes we forget that. Like this is a company that has some history at this point, not a deep one, but it exists. Absolutely. And I think that. Alongside Hobbs, Ricky has to keep up now. And when you know, uh, you know, he's with Taz and Hooker too. It's it's a lot to contend with. A lot of fucking cool around those parts. I think that's a great call, Josh. Well spotted. Thank you very much. Uh, Cole and Red Dragon are backstage celebrating the 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 Red Dragon advancement at Revolution. Cole not ready to celebrate, of course, because he's close with the Bucks and Zoobs. You won't believe it. Bullet Club is not okay. The Bucks are backstage and they are mad at Red Dragon. Hey, this was our opportunity, you know, sort of, I mean, can I, I, I'm a little tired of the Young Bucks backstage shit, I think. Yeah, I, I, look, I can see that coming for you pretty, pretty, pretty closely. Listen, I am uh, with you there for the most part, unless, unless it's like Nick Jackson being over the top. I don't have a lot of time for it in the first place. Um, right. But I will say they the way that they sort of have teased this the last couple of weeks and a way that I would love to see this all play out is everyone leaves Adam Cole. He doesn't end up with Red That's Dragon or the Elite. Both sides are like, hey, man, you, no, you, you, fucked, you fucked this up. Like, you tried to play both sides, and we're both pissed at you, and they both walk away. I think that is an interesting way to take this versus, like, you know, I think we're the, the possible obvious way we get it, which is the trio split off. Um, see, I like, see, that's why I like your ideas, because it, it stops the forcing of the trios both for Red Dragon and for the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And like you say, maybe the most interesting way to do it, regardless of who he sides with. It's like, we, we've watched you. Like, you're, you're floating between us. You can't pick a side. Like, we don't need that. That's interesting, man. Yeah, I like that call. Yeah, especially, you know, you you from the Young Bucks point of view, it's like he's pretty clearly preferred the other guys. Uh, even though they're the EVPs and they're the guys who run the country, run the company. And for Fish and O'Reilly, you're just like, hey, man, we've worked together before and and, and we know how this ends for us. And we are good enough to – like we won the tag team champ- – like you say hypothetically, right? Like we're the tag team champions. Like we don't need you to help us. Yeah, O'Reilly and Fish would not have to flex much at all to get to a point where it's like, here, why we don't trust you. Like everybody immediately would accept that history and be like, right. It's kind of weird that they ever trusted you to begin with when, the, when they came in. And then uh... – and then you sort of have, you you also have that happen to Brit, right? You have her, you have her kingdom collapse as well, and it's they only yeah. have each other, and they're just sort of like back back against the world, like well, fuck everybody. Then clip this one. This is a good get this on the Twitter timeline. Never this underestimate the tip. power of a man and his and of a man and his wife guy. You know what I mean? I would not. I I'm too close with these zoobs and hell. I see you staring at Dax uh, Harwood, and I, I'm here to not question well, whatever you said it was on Twitter. The the coffee loving. 
bald headed wife guy ass kicker. <laughs> uh, here's something maybe you'll uh, respond to. I saw Dax Harwood on uh, on Twitter this week being called uh, a tribute to non toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. very good. Zoobs, let's get into it. Jade versus the bunny. Kind of easily Jade's best match, I thought. I didn't really yeah. see anybody saying that, but I thought it was kind of easily Jade's best match. Am I forgetting something? I know uh, people like that Velvet one, but it feels so like I like it's way better choreographed. than that. I think, yeah, uh, I agree. I think Bunny's sort of exactly the sort of foil she needs. Somebody that can um, be sort of walking it through this and keeping the pace up and prevent, presenting the right kind of challenge for her and beating her in a vet, like attacking her in a way that a veteran would and, and doing just enough hijinks and like that stuff. But like, um, you know, why is somebody who would, would win is because they're better at, at what wrestling is like, they're better at using the machinations of pro wrestling, the distractions, the, this, this wonky finishes, like having that ironed out to your advantage. And then, you know, having smart Mark sort of prove his medal as a manager. I thought, uh, a nice little helping wink as well, sort of helping her along and keeping her and sort of um, playing to the relative inexperience of Jade as a part of the match and sort of having it be like she is overcoming it in these ways. I thought we continue to we continue to see development, and I think um, I'm yeah. happy she's the person they had, they picked as champ. Love what you said about Bunny being like a great level of opponent and also caliber of wrestler to sort of be a, a jade test like she's right at the cross section of that i like the matchup last week and I'll, I'll say it exceeded my expectations i'm not saying no match of the year classic or anything I'm, but in terms of the jade cargill coming along story i think we might look at this as a bit of a turning point i i said on the rampage show on friday the last ever wrestling brain rampage it's weird to me when Jade wrestles inexperienced wrestlers like AQA and whatnot. Like Jade needs to be in there with with Serena Deeb and wrestlers who can bring her along. Like she can't be, they can't be relatively equal. It's not going to work for Jade at that level. You, I think of Bill Goldberg on his run, getting coming up twice on the show tonight. That William Regal match, where it's like, oh my god, look what he can do with Regal instead of you know <laughs> Balls Mahoney or some shit. Like right, uh, and I think we need to learn that lesson a little bit. And in the Bunny, I think prove that tonight. Uh, I love that step knee she did when Jade was on all fours. I thought that was like Shibata brutalism uh, in, in this match. She made the offense look great. That Jade, when Jade does the key lock with her legs and then does push-ups, it's like, I can't think of a bigger fuck you. Like, yeah, she's awesome. It's, it's very rude. She's awesome. Uh, I thought this was great, man. I, I this, this stood out to me as good. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Allie had no fear taking that jaded and mugging for the camera. True, Jay. Trill McGinnis saying, Ruby Soho was until the botched finish. Ruby, oh, was... Oh, so not the best match. Yeah. Right. Um, make a negative elite, says Scoots Brodo. Red Dragon for the Bucks, Cole for Cody, get Bud Matthews for Kenny, and then Cody returns to save the real elite. It's just the worst idea. <laughs> horrible what are we doing what are we doing <laughs> cody and Uskus, what? Uh, i love the scoots man but very much disagree with that one i'm uh, sam fells saying or no sorry not sam fells steak a bun saying what's wrong with nachos do you want to take this one for me was i saying there's something wrong with nachos no you were you were just aghast that it would be my favorite food I love nachos. I think they're great. Yeah. Uh, great to see. Cannot wait to see Jade continue to come along here. And this was 
let's get her. She's now queued up with uh, Tay Conti for the pay-per-view, which I think is great. But I think she, I don't need her going back much from here. I think this is the level she's at in these. She can have rarer appearances with better wrestlers rather than rampage every week with somebody who of, of uh, irrequisite experience. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Tay Conti is the, is the right matchup. I'm, I'm a little dubious about that. To the point, sort of, you just made. I'd rather have her in there with somebody who's a little bit more veteran. Um, well, that's just sort of like the thing you do, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I also think that she should like. I like Tekanti, and I think she's improved a lot, and is somebody that should be challenging for this level of title. That that it all makes sense in that way. I also think Jade should like throw her into the earth, right? It should be like, like <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, making it very clear, Jade should like stomp her into the ground, and could. So this brings us to our final keep it or kick it of the evening, and one that, frankly, when I wrote it down, this doesn't happen to me often, Zeus, but I said, oh, we, we got a tasty one here. Nuclear. We, we got a winner. Nuclear. We got a winner here. I don't know if we're going to go 50-50, but I think people's brains will be activated. Our third keep it or kick it of the evening, if we can, Zeus. As of today, February 23rd, 2022, keep it or kick it, this statement Right now, the bunny is a better pro wrestler than Jade Cargill. We praise their match, but who do you give the credit to? Selling is part of wrestling, but so is offense. Is the bunny a better pro wrestler today than Jade Cargill? Is the bunny a better pro wrestler? You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some Canadiana love here. You're gonna get some local talent love here. Uh, oh boy. Maddie Mac saying, holy moly. Thank you to our mod, Maddie Mac, by the way. Uh, the axe alongside the sword and shield. If you're going to say anything transphobic, racist, or homophobic, Maddie Mac going to bring that ban hammer down with a quickness. Anyway, it's a kick for me. You think Jade's the better pro wrestler? I, I do. Let's see strip what the it, strip, it, strip it all away. It's, you know, it, everything changed for me when I saw Jade Cargill in a public setting. I was like, oh, I, right. yeah. I was like, right, 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 right. If they, if they were, if they're both sitting courtside at a basketball game, and you were at one level up, and someone nodded down, was like, hey, there's two pro wrestlers sitting courtside, you would immediately know Jade Cargill was one of them. Im immediately, absolutely. Yeah. It, no, it, it, you would. You would oh, not need is, any sort. Is of it right. that? No, it's the, it's the yeah. fucking superstar that's yeah, sitting wake there. Wake up, stupid! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the absolute superstar. So people saying, uh, people saying, uh, you know, that she, she, Jade will get there, this and that. As I, I think, I already think Jade is a bigger star than the bunny. Let me get into it here, Zooms. Jay with a keep. Eric Hartman with a kick. Good friend Jake with a keep. Ashton Kutcher with a keep. Scoots Broda with a keep. Cadenza with a kick. Dennis Dirty Work with a keep. Sam Fells with a keep. C Supper 55 with a keep. No clue what this is. Keep, but that one is tough. America So Bad with a keep. Tom Hummel with a keep. Stakeabun's keep. Pace Foul keep. Trill McGinnis kick. Anfield Road kick. 70 30 for the keeps? Yeah. Uh, Credenza, Credenza saying Jake Cargill is wrestling. Perfectly, perfectly stated. It's sort of, <laughs> it's sort of how it works for me. Cadenza's at the show is going, this is wrestling. I was joking that I was going to do that during the main event. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's the worst chant, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You, this is wrestling and you deserve it <clears throat> are the two for me. I hate you deserve it. Although yeah. you deserve it was once used so incorrectly that you can't help but laugh. It was such a New York thing. I can't. I don't know if you remember the Zoobs, but uh, Roman Reigns was injured and they had a fatal four-way on Raw to determine the new 
uh, Universal Champion, I think it was at the time, maybe that World Heavyweight. And they had Kevin Owens. Uh, oh, no, maybe I forget who got injured, but Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, uh, <laughs> Big Cass, and Kevin Owens are in the match. And Triple H attacks Rollins and Reigns, and Owens <laughs> pins them. And then on the next show, Triple H literally like hits the pedigree, and Owens just hooks the leg. And Owens opens the show to you deserve it, Chance. <laughs> you thought he does not. Like he does not deserve it. This is more wrestling than him deserving it. Uh Balor was hurt. Thank you so much, Eric. That's right. Made of that time. Uh Jake saying, Jade is a bigger star, but Bunny is better at everything but presence. To which I would argue the difference in presence is so huge that she wins on overall points. Can we all agree on this? What Jade has is rarer. Correct. Keith Lee is backstage. Zoops, I'm worried about me and Keith Lee. Uh, <laughs> don't do it, Zoops. <laughs> I finally, I finally saw it. When everyone was, when everyone was trying to get me to point out last week. Hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, I, know, I hate <laughs> the Keith Lee oh, Zoops. I hate. <laughs> Uh, Keith Lee is backstage with Marvez. He's talking to the participants of the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Ricky Starks interrupts and makes fun of his voice. He goes, oh, hello. <laughs> Good. Um, powerhouse and him square off. We're getting that match eventually. The Powerhouse oh, taught last week, and then they're facing off. Can't wait to see this guy in ring, but I don't know. I don't know. Zooms. I don't know what to do when I'm pulled in two directions, where I feel like I like Keith Lee. But the, the the exposure is not helping. The, the 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 Matt Lee I barely knew. He's on TV. Whoa, I'm loving this guy. Eddie Kingston. I I firsthand. I said mix him up for Eddie Edwards. Just saw the promos in NWA and started to get hip to it. Knew a little bit of the LAX run of TNA. That's it. This guy. I. What do you say? <laughs> should he should probably be, be a little bit more of a presence and a little bit less of like a guy that you interview for quips. Ricky Dan Ricky like ate him up and spit him out here oh really elite what ricky's are... pretty pretty elite Rick, ricky starks like yeah it's like i think i think a much better use of ricky starks than you give him the mic and you you give him like the crowd and he goes for five minutes and he tries to get his stuff in like i think walking up to a guy that he knows he's a better talker to talker than dressing up and down and walking away and being like i'm the guy who's in charge see ya that's ricky starks. period yeah um yeah i don't wait my am, am i overreacting keith uh he still has enough ring presence for for it to it to it to overweigh here. I, I would. In that ladder match, he's going to look like a god. Yeah, it? I would certainly not be staring into this if I was if I was AEW. I certainly wouldn't be like, we got to we got to get this Keith Lee back there talking and saying indubitably and like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dumb yourself down, Keith. I don't care that you're a smart guy. You're a big fella. Just throw people around. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Less is more, King. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Kutcher saying, I think you're crazy to be worried. Yeah, I hope so. Scoots Broda saying, absolutely. Ricky Stark, shouting out the greatest production company in the world. Absolutely. Main event time. They may as well have called tonight's AEW's main event. <laughs> Zoob's the match. As Brian Danielson challenges Daniel Garcia in basically a respect match. Uh, an unofficial tryout for the, the Sons of Danielson or whatever it's going to end up being. Uh, he continued after this match to ask the crowd if he was violent enough. Um, I'll let you take it from here. Zoom, your expectations were high. Once the bell rang, I think these guys only had like 11 minutes to get this done. 
Did you still have some fun watching it? Yeah, I was on my feed in anticipation for this. You know, no, like no irony. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, and you can you can test how late I was even giving you the link because I wasn't even downstairs. I like, didn't even come down and watch it on my phone because I was like, I want to watch this whole thing full screen upstairs. The, the stream will be there when I get down there. Uh, had there been any tech I- issues, it would have been a disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I want I wanted uh, I wanted twenty five minutes. Obviously, that's that's unrealistic for what the situation you know you sort of i'm sort of putting how i feel about daniel garcia versus like how the story of what daniel bryan or brian danielson is doing matches up to where they are in the show um i still feel not like, gonna get like a hangman or kenny run time it, with it, it. there's not gonna be near falls and like but, but there was some great stuff that played to why garcia is dangerous uh i like that they sort of had him as as uh, a near equal, like in certain, yeah. This is something they've done well with all these challenges that you know since done. It's like there are there are places where he is nearly an equal, right? When it comes to they're on the mat and they're going hold for hold, submission for submission. You know he can hang there. It's when it's when Danielson gets to the outside. It's when he stronger. That, he's strengthen. stronger. He has the tank. He has the experience. But like pure submission and like getting nasty on the ground, Garcia could hang with him. If it was just a grappling match, you say, "Oh, this this could go either way." But you know, Danielson has those extra things that he could teach. He, he has the pieces, right? Sort of the things is the story that you're getting from Danielson is like the the little weaknesses he could bring in, into the fold and and bring out of Garcia because there are places. Uh, where he can match him up. So I thought, you know, I would have, I would have loved, I, I was getting greedy and saying 25, 20. I would have even liked three or four extra minutes. And now that's, we're getting, yeah. but it felt like there are parts of the show where you're just like, Oh, if this person had got to this point, 90 seconds faster. And this person got to this point, 90 seconds faster. We have an extra five minutes to play with here. Um, too bad. Uh, uh, but you know, that's ultimately I'm, I'm thrilled that on the record, right. It goes down as we have a, a Danielson against, Daniel Garcia, main event on Dynamite. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I liked it too. I did to look at it, to speak of it optimistically. Um, it looks like these two are probably going to be linked for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I think we're all really excited about that, which means the story, they left a lot of room for this to grow. Uh, Danielson Garcia too has space to go, but if you're going to examine it as it is, the good stuff they did, something I always praise Zack Sabre Jr. for and just kind of, hard for me to quantify exactly what it is but they had it in this match tonight was where you have the crowd popping for like getting out of something or breaking momentum Mm. um like the crowd being able to have the crowd focused in enough to uh ashton kutcher here points out the chop block like clapping a block for a chop block is incredible and but it was true for reversals the crowd was coming live like they knew what they were watching here this danielson dojo already has a feel that i think the crowd is understanding and so even if this wasn't the high watermark for a Brian Danielson match, or even for really for a Daniel Garcia match, the story here is just Daniel Garcia losing and, and attaching himself to Brian. So it served that purpose in spades. And, and I thought they did the best they could with the time, but I did when they, when you could tell they were wrapping up and he was going out from the triangle, I was like, Oh, this, yeah, right. We, I have to start streaming. Like this match is ending, but it <laughs> right. felt like a, a blink to me almost. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that might be one that I rewatch and sort of give myself that I'm not about to go live sort of freshness to it as well. Blue Death and American Dragon deserve that. I love the call of Daniel Garcia to change the gear tonight to the blue and they have the blue and red clash in ring. Uh, post-match 2.0 jumps in, beating down these guys. 
getting their revenge on Brian Danielson, calling him a bad coach. And who comes to the rescue? <laughs> who do we want to get involved with these twerps? To Brian Danielson's rescue? Maybe his future stablemate? I don't think so. Big fucking Mox is out to send us home. Crowd going wild for the wild thing. Out there, saves Brian. They have a little exchange where, you know, okay, Mox, you're going to be the only one bleeding out there. I accept, but it's so sort of a friendly, stiff rivalry here. This is my most anticipated match for Revolution. I cannot fucking wait to see Brian Danielson and John Moxley wrestle. Yeah, me too. It's going to be, I'm, I'm very excited for, for the way this goes. I think this is going to be, uh, a real highlight, and I and I think there's a lot of meat on this bone, as you said, with this whole story. Like this can go on. This could be six months to a year that, that this sort of everything that we're doing right now pays plays out and pays off. Totally. Jake's asking: Is Garcia the closest of the next gen to Young Danielson? I think Jonathan Gresham is a little more like on the nose, Brian Danielson. I mean, Zack Saber Jr. Sure. But, but yeah, I think Gresham I would put in that spot, number one. But, yeah, Daniel Garcia. If you have Daniel Garcia, number one in that spot is the best young proto-Brian. Like, I obviously have no problem with that. That fits. Yeah. He's a Brian mini- stopping Garcia from hitting Mox with the chair was incredible. Yeah. He's a little mini Suzuki. It's like Suzuki was, was reincarnated and given into the body of a 22-year-old boy. <sighs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And that was Dynamite. Absolutely. Good Good main event that could have, yeah. Some spots that, again, I I think the House of Black stuff was some of the... It's getting murky. Yeah. Like, relative to Dynamite's normal quality with that stuff, it, like, stood out bad to me. Not quite, like, a way-in Cody stuff, but, but, you know, a low light for Dynamite for me. But I thought the Jade match totally over-delivered. I thought the Tag Battle Royale totally over-delivered. And Punk and MJF's segment tonight is something that uh i will dwell on and i will compare listen guys i know y'all love brian danielson but did you do you see that image of what punk's done in these last nine months do you guys see this image the kingston feud the darby return the teaming with the sting face paint the mox tag against ftr like what a phenomenal fucking talent cm punk is awesome awesome show i love i feel like punk I love, I love having both these guys in the show, as we said it many times. Punk and Danielson has changed the tenor of the show in a in a great way, in their in different ways, in incredible ways that I'm very happy with. And to close out, Ashton Kutcher pointing out the next generation uh, Danielson thing. Gresham and ZSJ already in their 30s. Garcia, don't forget, 23 years old. So that's yeah, what you mean, fa- yeah, fair enough. Fair if that's enough. what you mean by next generation, then yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you absolutely. guys know if 10 years is not what a generation is, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Took them 25, but yeah, yeah I see you. All right. That's it for the for the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, rate and subscribe if you're on Spotify or iTunes or uh, however you're listening. We appreciate it. Uh, the follow and the sub. Uh, nothing else for the nasty casties except to say love and energy. Bye.